Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. It's very self deaf. Is it defecating? No, that's on yourself. It's sort of on yourself, but it's like self defaming. Hey, Brendan. Oh, hey, Dan. It's time for another episode, another week. We're still here. We're still kicking. I feel like this is the first week we've got like some things to talk about as far as like stuff outside the shows, right? Yeah, there's actually some news going on should we Um, just jump into it yeah let's jump into it um i do want to first check on you uh in terms of joy behar almost retired this week (laughs) okay so this tricked us for about nine hours yeah this week where a report came out from variety saying that joy behar will retire in 2020 20 sorry 2022 yeah but it was basically what it was was there's going to be a paperback co- a paperback edition of um Ladies Who Punch yeah the book about the view coming out next week i think and it was coming out with an extra chapter yeah so the author went in i guess did a bunch of interviews and this was one of the exclusives that he ran with and Quickly that night, not quickly, but like that night, Joy's reps ended up releasing another statement saying that she would not be yeah. retiring necessarily I, in 2022. I mean, what it sounded like was that he kind of made a joke. <clears throat> no, no, he he took a, a joke that she made about her contract going through 2020 as like, oh, if I'm not so fabulous in, in 2022, like... I'm done. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he purposely did that so that he would have the Variety headline to run and get the news story and buzz for the book. I know, but this is like not the time to be joking, bitch. 
I know, but this is the person, do you know this is the person that Rosie O'Donnell hates? Oh, really? And have you been, yeah, did you not remember when the book was released last year? And Rosie obviously has a big part in the book. Yeah. And she basically had a little bit of a meltdown being like, oh, he took my words out of context, yada, yada, yada. It was all the Elizabeth Hasselbeck stuff yeah. came out Yeah. Um, about Rosie having a crush. I've been tuning into Rosie's lives these days. Oh, I didn't know she's doing that. Okay. She holds, she'll, she'll go live like twice a day these days. Good. And she holds a steady audience of around like 900 people each okay. live. Um, but she addressed this. She addressed him and said that she hates that guy. Um, wow. Ramin. Uh, she didn't mm-hmm. address the joy thing, but. Megan McCain's good friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. Well, at least we know Joy's sticking around. Um, yeah. She addressed it on today's show. Yeah. Um, said that it wasn't happening. Yada, yada, yada. Megan released a couple like tweets like, you can't leave. It's like the mob and like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. She's all is well to the in mob, the world. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got Beverly Hills taglines this week. Should we play care or don't care with them? Yeah. I'll, I'll read them to you and you let me know if you care or don't care. Okay. All right. Kyle Richards. Around here, there's more than just dresses in everyone's closet. Don't care. It's go- it goes into like the around here is a placeholder for in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. Or like in this town. Like that she always goes for. Don't give us an around here. Give us in this town. <laughs> uh, okay. Lisa Renna. The secret to life. Dance like everyone is watching. Um, I will say I don't care. And you know you want to know why? Why? Because Lisa Renna does not care. I know, that's so funny. She's on the record of trying to get her <laughs> own tagline changed from what the producers end up ended up choosing. And I'm trying to pull up what the one she actually wants is. Oh, what's my sign? Uh, it's a dollar. Like, I'm a dollar sign. No, it's, it's when people ask my sign, I say dollar. Which is like better, but not, not great either. I like it a lot better. I think that Bravo should change it up. It is obvious that they've already recorded it. And if they haven't recorded it, then she can jump on Zoom real quick. Yeah. And do a couple do a couple recordings with the Bravo producers. Well, the one they use is clearly a reference to Andy's baby shower. But it's like, why are we referencing that? Like because it was like her most it was like an iconic fashion moment from 20, 2018. Was that twenty no, this early twenty nineteen. It was early twenty nineteen, yeah. Okay, Dorit. I won't settle for anything less than everything. Very Ramona Singer. It's just like, it's like nothing. Yeah, it's a non-event. It, it, didn't she also, it, this is like similar to her thing, like, I believe in a moderation of abundance or, so, or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Garcelle. Life is not, in a, oh, I'm sorry, I'm screwing it up. Life is an audition and honey, I am getting that part. It's great. Great I first time it. at the rodeo. Love yeah. it. Yeah, love it. Okay, Teddy Joe. You never know what to expect when I'm expecting. I mean, obviously referencing an iconic baby book. I remember it well from my days at Borders Back Bay. Yeah. Everyone would always want what to expect when I'm like, when you're expecting. Flying but, off the shelf. But we do not like Teddy. I even hate that you... Your, your household has given her the little pet name, Teddy Joe. I reject that in the face of all that is good and sane. 
I can already feel the cracks happening in the cursed household. <laughs> like the, the, with, with our mental health? Just like y'all have been spending a lot of time together. Wow. Actually, we haven't. I mean, I don't know. Like Alex retreats to the podcasting room for his work day and I don't see him all day. Right, but like dispatches from a Saturday night in the curse household. Oh, well, those have been a little, a little scary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I like it because it's clever and I don't expect that from her. You don't expect that from her, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Erica, break a leg? Not in these heels, honey. In the words of Vicky Gunvalson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, did it sound like I was snorting? Because I just meant to yeah. be snoring. It did sound like a snort rather than a snore. Okay. What are you going to do? Uh, okay, and then last, Denise Richards. My life may not be a fairy tale, but I'll always get a happy ending. Perfect. 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 And that actually goes really well with the Schitt's Creek finale, if any fans are out there and know what I'm talking about. Oh, Okay. All right, let's move along to just like some summer house that news that we discovered. It's not like news on the on the page six.com website or like hitting the, the blogs or anything. But a member of our community, Lucy, uh, posted on our Facebook group that she found the summer house for sale on Zillow. And it's been for sale for 203 days. Jeez. So so uh right after summer right after summer so like did they know something that we didn't know (laughs) is is there no more summer house uh in case you're interested in looking up yourself the address is 1451 deerfield road in watermill new york and asking a a cool 3.895 million uh and like i mentioned on on the market for 203 days that's a long time i wonder i want like I wonder though if Bravo has maybe some sort of like lease with a property and like the whoever purchased it would be like buying it subject to the lease. Oh, I wonder. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, but like what side of the highway is it on? We don't know whether or not it's on I, a good side of the highway. I think Bye. Lucy, upon her investigation, told us that it's on the, the north side of the highway. Is that the good side? No, it's the bad side. Okay, so there's your answer. Yeah, yeah. Whatever side it's on, it's on the wrong side. Right. Uh, okay, let's... Uh, just a few quick items. Um, we learned this week that Jennifer Aiden was diagnosed with coronavirus. Yeah, and was able to get a test through Bill Aiden. I know, this all didn't really add up to me. Like, he has a private plastic sur- surgery practice. And he was able to bring home a test and test her at home and then bring it to the lab or send it out to the lab. Yeah, that's not all adding up to me. Also, like, Jennifer seems to be doing great and that's wonderful, but, like, this is a reason why we need to eat the rich because, like, they get access and so many people don't. Come the fuck on. I know. Uh, But, yeah, she's recovering at the very least, so um, that's some good news. Um... Claire Saffitz of the Bon Appetit world mm-hmm. uh, hit Instagram to that. Uh, 
I don't know if it was today or a few days ago, uh, with a, a photograph of some homemade pasta. And she captioned it with, I've come to the important conclusion that it is about the pasta. Queen, we knew that she was a Bravo fan. Um, if you watched the uh, 92nd Street Y of all the Bon Appetit cast, they talk a little bit about uh, how much of a fan she is. Go watch that video if you're into the cinematic universe. It's only getting, it's a very interesting time to be a BA fan because they've all retreated to their homes. Or in the case of Molly Baz, she went and rented a house in Joshua Tree oh my for God. this. I know, everyone's mad at her because like she's another rich, privileged person. Why are you going to rent a house in a community that doesn't have as much access to hospitals? But like, let's not even get into that. Um, but they're all cooking from their home kitchen, so it's an interesting thing. I've been following Priya from the BA Test Kitchen on Instagram and her parents' adventures in cooking. It's delightful. It, it seems like a, a bunch of them also retreated to their parents' homes, or am I wrong about that? Some of them did. It seems like so. It seems like Priya got stuck there, like oh, at wow. her parents' home. She was on vacation. Yeah. Um, some of them traveled, which is like magnifying glass. Like, Andy traveled out to Fire Island, it seems. Oh, interesting. But most of them seem to be home in their New York kitchens. I do like seeing a look in there. I mean, like, I'm only watching out of the corner of my eye on Alex's laptop, like, as he's mm-hmm. watching in bed. Uh, but I do you don't like let getting, him beam it up to the big screen? He likes to, like, cozy up with his laptop. Oh. Like, it's his, like, own sick, like, pre-bed ritual. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's... You know that meme of like bad screen time and good screen time? Like that's his very good screen time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do like getting a peek into their personal lives more. And I, yeah, have, been, I have been hitting up the Bon Appetit website for some recipes and they like do not disappoint, to be honest with you. I mean, they're like, it's a reason it's like an institution of a publication. Yeah. Okay. I think the last big thing before we get to Atlanta is the Atlanta reunion news, which Andy Cohen confirmed on his serious radio show this past week. Uh, So let me read some of his quotes. He said, we are going to be shooting the housewives of Atlanta reunion virtually. This is obviously not how we prefer to do it, but life is now life is not how we prefer it right now. He noted that although he loves going down to Georgia to film the reunions, that is not possible during the current coronavirus outbreak. We want to be in the same room, but we cannot risk the health and safety of the housewives or the incredible crew in Georgia. Uh, Atlanta is regarded by many as a Super Bowl of reunion shows, and is truly one of my favorite reunions to shoot. I look forward to it, and the the fact of the matter is that we either do it this way or there's no Super Bowl this year. He also explained why waiting until they can safely film the reunion in person isn't a viable option. He said, if we wait for this pandemic to be over, For when we are all in the same room, it's going to delay everything. We need to move forward. We need to live in the reality right now. And the reality is, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this right now. Andy added, we obviously wrapped on this season, and we want to reset the table so that that when we can, we can start shooting next season. Thoughts? So, I mean, this makes a lot of sense, definitely. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they would do it with uh remember deandra's robot from dallas i wish it would be andy sitting in his apartment with the women's faces on screens with robots 
in dresses. Yeah. But if we can't have that, this is fine. Uh, a member in our Facebook community pointed out that they need to like be careful with how they produce this. Preston, I believe it was who who commented this. Like they should really let Andy talk like one on one with the women, mm-hmm. or like maybe even like small groups of it because it can't be uh 10 people on a zoom call right too much of a mess yeah i mean like i i don't know if you've been keeping up with watch happens live i feel like some nights it's like doing it and then some nights we're like talking over each other and it gets a little awkward like if we're doing a a taped reunion i want like the production a little bit better yeah i watched last night's watch happens live with the summer how with hannah and Lindsay from the Summer House and uh, what's his name? June Paul Diane, Shear. Paul Shears, Paul Shears, uh, whatever. Um, I thought it was good because each let each other talk. There were moments where people kept on talking a little bit, yeah. but like, Lindsay they, was doing that. Yeah, but they each had like a res- enough respect for each other that it like worked. Yeah. Um, I think that like it would be interesting if they saved the reunion till when this was all over and like filmed it and ha- filmed it after they had already started filming the season and like had it be like a built-in baked-in reality of like oh we have to go film the reunion right now and see if it changes dynamics i think that could be interesting and it's like unprecedented obviously but it's like a different time yeah i guess the only other thing would be if they filmed the reunion and then started filming the next day sort of like jersey season three and four Right. Well, I mean, like my, what I'm saying would be more similar to that because they filmed the reunion after one of the big fights that happened oh, during yeah, the next season. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. They were it'd be like an interest. It would be an interest, not ideal, but it'd be an interesting shakeup. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, it's hard to like talk about things so far in the past when you're living in something else, you know? I know, but that could also be like healing because mm-hmm. it's like we're talking about things that happened before this like global pandemic. It's like we're in a fucking different time. Yeah. There are no there's no rules anymore. But they, to... they're like fighting right now. Like Candy and Nini, especially. I know. Well, Nini, like I watched that video of Nini. Did you watch that video that Nini yeah. posted? Yeah. Where she was complaining about someone on their show who kept on getting spin-offs. It's like, don't blame Candy on that. Yeah. Before that? I mean, I guess we have to blame Bravo for, like, putting that in Candy's contract. Right. But, like, I don't want to watch a Nini spinoff in 2020. Also, the one good name for a Nini spinoff they already did, I Dream of Nini. Like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. But that one actually was good. Relatively. Right. But I... Nobody, do you want to watch her yell at Greg? What do you, what's she going to do? No, I, I don't necessarily want a Nini spinoff, but, like... I'm. I am a little bored with all the candy ones. Like I never watched Candy Ski Trip, right? And the Candy Factory or whatever. What's the one we're getting now? I. Th- this is the one that I want to see. Oh, it's the, the OLG one. Yeah, the OLG one. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of all that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with Atlanta. Cool. And we are back with Atlanta. So we're back from Greece. Greece lightning, baby. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could tell we're wrapping it up. 
Yeah, it's one of the, it's definitely one of those like back from vacation, not yet at the finale episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh Nini, your favorite is catching Greg up on what happened. Who cares? <laughs> uh then this I feel like the the main new thing is like this Todd and Candy fighting business. I feel like they tease this at the beginning of the season and then we didn't get much of it until now. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong about that? No, they definitely did tease it in the beginning. I mean, we even got little Ace like crying on camera for this fight. Jeez. Uh I mean the whole thing is like, oh, Candy is so busy she's booked she's always out in the town well be careful what you wish for todd i know home all the time now i know that comes up a couple times if when we in these different episodes like them talking about being out in the town or socializing or whatever yeah now you think i know i wonder if like todd's regretting this (laughs) well they they have two houses so i think they're fine oh yeah true uh Cynthia and Nini hanging out. It seems like we're close to old times. Yeah, Cynthia comes over to, what is it called? Swagalicious? I think it's Swag. The one in Atlanta is called Swag, and the one in Miami is called Swagalicious. Yeah. Um, They're in Swag. I need to look up what part of town this is in and see if I, like, know it. But then Portia seems to drive by, and she, like, wasn't on the call sheet. Yeah. I enjoy that. It's kind of like I when Raquel too. possibly drove by and entered Vanderpump Dogs, even though yes. that probably wasn't the call sheet. Yeah, so Portia drives by. Um, Cynthia and Nini are dressed alike. The one thing about this that bugged me a little bit is, so Nini owns this boutique swag, and like they have like champagne at the ready, but they don't have champagne glasses. They're using reusable. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure it's not like an everyday thing that, Champagne is being served there. I feel like at a lot of boutiques it is. Oh, okay. You know, like um, when you walk in, like that boutique from New Jersey, and that well, was like, a part. That was a party, but I think they like also would serve you champagne if you walk in. Next time you go back to Georgia, <clears throat> if Swag survives this economic crisis, you should uh, check it out and see if you could get some champagne. No, I don't like going to places like that that have been on TV shows since I went to the Drunken Monkey um, that Big Ange owned on Staten Uh, Island. Yeah. And me and my friend Alexa walked in and it was like fish out of water. They knew why we were there, but we didn't say anything. And Uh we sat down and ordered a beer. And then I was like, we can't just have like one drink because then that's too obvious. Then we had a second drink. It just was like bad. So I never want to do something like that again. Okay, uh, but Porsche's promoting her March of Dimes event, which we'll mm-hmm. get to. Um, we have Kenya and her attorney. Yeah. Um, this, I, I like. I don't even know what to make of this. Doesn't this feel like really put on? Well, I mean, doesn't everything that Kenya does feel really put on? Yeah, and. They don't have a prenup, but like, what? What is she trying to accomplish if they don't have a prenup? Like, you're just gonna have to like fight it out and come to a settlement, right? Yeah. Who has more in this relationship, him or her? Well, that's what is not even clear from the conversations. She's making it seem like she might have more, at least in like 
assets, maybe not in like active business. Right. But like, what, is, what could she even have? Well, she has Kenya, more hair, hair. <laughs> uh, and her salary from the show, I guess. But he has um, Southern Comfort. Is that what it's called? Yeah, SoCo. SoCo, which we never went to, and who knows if it'll survive. Yeah, I know. They'll probably be, they're probably doing takeout. You yeah, should order should. from them. I'm all, I might be out of their like window now. Yeah, you should order from them. I know, but I might, it might be too far. You have a car. Hello. Oh, 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 I should go do pickup service. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, in this conversation, she talks about like, okay, it's going to be Aunt Lisa. And in my brain, I thought we were talking about like that aunt that used to always be hanging out back in the day. Same. But they, but they had a falling out, I think. Right. And now well, there's, there's like this other aunt. Second string aunt. Bring her in. <laughs> they went to uh, Central Casting and found a new, <laughs> a new aunt. I wouldn't put it past Kenya. Uh, and then they like sit down and chat and talk about uh, Aunt Lisa having custody of the baby. But like, if if something happened to Kenya, like. Uh, Mark would get custody. Right. That's how like parental rights work. Yeah. So right? I don't really understand like what we're talking about with Aunt Lisa. I guess, Aunt Lisa's like the trustee, I guess, of like uh, Brooklyn's trust. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I have my lawyer hat like half if, on. If your lawyer hat can't decipher it, then my like non-lawyer, <laughs> my whatever, whatever I went to school for hat can't do it well no i'm just saying like the converse the conversation they were having made it seem like aunt lisa it's all up to you now but like it's really like if mark is alive he's gonna have custody it's all up to her in terms of her managing whatever trust kenya sets up for the baby i guess i don't know that's important i guess that's like important so that mark doesn't potentially take that money or whatever kenya thinks that he's gonna do yep uh, speaking of babies, Cynthia goes and visits Eva, who we have not seen in a while, and we meet Maverick Sterling. That baby looks exactly like its father. I know, and they talked about that. It's almost like, uh, what's his name in Potomac? Michael. Oh, yeah, Dean Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely two twin babies with their mm-hmm. fathers. I did like how Cynthia like talked to Eva's mom and was like, you need to make sure that Eva doesn't get pregnant again so that we can actually go out and have some fun. Yeah. Or we're like, so she could stay on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Let's go to the March of Dimes. This scene was probably like the best scene in the whole episode. Especially Tanya and Marlo. I know. Really pulled at my heartstrings. Give them peaches. They have Mar- more to offer. They have more than offer than our dinky little scene with Eva. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Marlo's was like really emotional. Mm-hmm. Marlo has also been actively campaigning for peach, but not just any peach. She's been campaigning, I think, for Eva's peach out oh in the press. <laughs> she wants to rip it out from her hand. Yeah. Uh, when Shamia was talking and talking about texting Kenya when her water broke... And then Portia thought that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is she texting Kenya of all people? Right. Like I didn't, I, I know Shamia and Portia have a relationship. I know Shamia and Candy have a relationship. Like where does 
Kenya fit into all of this? I don't know at all. I think Shamia is just like, is hitting them all up in order to like solidify her space in the show. Right. Though like Shamia has been like a non-event this season. A non-event, truly. And to think like a couple of seasons back, I thought she was going to get a peach. Yeah. I mean, she, she was on the reunion couch. So that one, it was, yeah, it was the big reunion too. It was like the yeah. historic reunion. The historic reunion. The we Nini thought that reunion. we thought Phaedra was going to leave, and that Shamia might get her peach. But yeah. that's when Eva came in. Was it? I, I think the next so. season was Eva and what's her name, Shamari. Oh, I think was it? Wasn't there a season where like Eva came in the last half as a friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was like a one in between the Shamari and the. the, the yeah, you're right. But either way, because uh, that was the season. Yeah, it was, it was the season that Kim came back. Yeah, yeah. And Nini. So I think that's pretty much it for this episode of Atlanta. So let's hop on over to Vanderpump Rules. Let's get pumping. Uh, I. I definitely like this episode. I think. I did too, and you want to know why? Why? It feels like Dana was the protagonist of a lot of this episode. Yeah. And that was a good thing from where I stand. And not only was she like the protagonist, but also it felt mixed in with everything. Right. It didn't feel like we were in the new kids show. Right. Because all the others were around. It was great. Uh, We start off in the skate park with the the terrible men. Yeah. I didn't like this. Like, like, like someone said in it is like, they chose to be amateur skaters going to like this, like really intense skate park. I didn't like that. Yeah. It reminded me of, remember when um, Jill Zarin went ice skating with Johnny Weir in season three yeah. and that person yelled at her for being on the rink. <laughs> yes. They copied Jill. Uh, but we do get Schwartz in the sober light of day defending himself. What a fucking ding dong, bing bong piece of shit i regret everything nice i've ever said about him yeah i mean he's defending himself to the men which is expected but then we also get him in a sit down with katie talking about the night before i was proud of katie for holding her own on this too in a lot of ways she did she did uh some of some things he said that like shocked me he's like i am still dumbfounded and confused by your reaction he said, don't be a social justice warrior. And he's like, and he just kept going, no, Bubba, 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 no, Bubba. He seems to think that like pranks are more sacred than anything else in the world. Yes. And it's wild to me. But I mean, yeah. like, like we said last week, I, I'm glad that Katie stuck out and pointed out how fucked up the prank is. Yeah. It was in just in general. It was strange how we went. We went from this conversation into like, let's talk about Stassi and Bo's engagement. <laughs> I, this, this was a little confusing to me. Like, I just like, didn't get like how wrapped in to it. Tom and Katie were, it was a little confusing to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, Katie is now Stassi's best singular friend, yeah. best friend. Yeah. True. Um, Back at the axe throwing event, which is now a staple across uh, this channel, we had Raquel. 
Queen, Queen. of the axe. <laughs> the bad axe bitch. She's an axe to grind with Lala. I mean, I loved the fact that she, if anyone else was really good at it, I would not even care. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was Raquel, I was like Michelle Visage finger waving from the couch. This is what I'm talking about when your household. Oh my God. <laughs> what? When my household, what? Just like when y'all, when you latch onto something, it's just like you take stand them to the next level. That, Listen, no, I, I support in. it. I support it. I support it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So while at this like axe thing, Dana and Brett set up their little date. Yeah. Let's just go to the date in that empty bar. Let's go to lunch. Was it a lunch? Were they eating food? I can't even tell. It was definitely a lunch because they, I just remember the word lunch like oh, yeah. a thousand times. Yeah, they definitely said that. Um, and they're like talking, like they're talking kind of matter of factly about the situation, I thought. Like, matter they're of like, fact of, of what? Like Dana's like, well, this is where I am and this is yada, yada, yada. And like, it's not romantic at all. It was a little transactional. Yeah. But that's the weird thing about like, that is like, after the fact, after this like really transactional experience, Dana was like, oh yeah, I think it went really well. We really hit it off. Like we really vibed. I mean, it was interesting also like the whole mom thing coming up and her crying about it. Yeah. On this lunch date. That's probably why she thought like they vibed. Yeah. Cause she like opened up. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I wonder if this was cooked up or not. The Danica manager storyline of her fucking up the two tables she had to take care of and then being called into the principal's office. Yeah, so what exactly happened here? She somehow fucked up where the owners had to call the people who ate dinner there and say that they overcharged them. Yeah. But like, wouldn't the people notice on their bill? Or I guess this is after the bill was already signed. They like added more to it or something? No, it sounded like it showed up on their bill, but like I sometimes when your bill is like real, if you're if you're like dining as a large party, mm-hmm. unless you got like a little CPA there, like cracking down on every charge, like it's possible that they missed it. Like if their bill was like a thousand dollars and it was like two hundred dollars overcharged. Yeah, just to me, the kind of people who would eat it, sir, don't seem like the kind of people who just throw that money away, you know? Oh, really? It seems like people who are going wine by the glass and going oh, up okay. with, like, the magnifying glass because they're there to see, like, yeah. they're like, Tom oh, behind the bar. The Disneyland tour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. The lunch at Villa Blanca with the witches. To be at Villa Blanca in the year 2020 is wild to me. I mean, I, I, I liked checking in there. Yeah, and to be there with Kristen is even wilder. I know, wasn't she like not even allowed on on, <laughs> on property before? It's just like a funny choice. And I get why they did it because they're incorporating Lisa into the show as much as they can these days because she yeah. no longer has her other show. But like, it doesn't make sense logistically if you think about how all these, well, two of these women live in the Valley and one of them lives in West Hollywood. Logistically, it just doesn't make sense for them to go to lunch in Beverly Hills. But like, this is, this is their job. Like, I know. have a commute, <laughs> like let's drive to work and then do our job and then drive home. I know it's just, this is also just so sad and miserable with like 
Stassi and Katie hating Kristen, but like having to work with her. I hate it. It's like just, it's sad. They're so mean to her. <laughs> They're so mean to her. It's like the meanest people on the planet. Even when like Lisa summoned Stassi over to her lunch table yeah. and we would get a flashback over to Kristen and Katie and Katie was looking longingly over at Stassi and Lisa talking. Yeah. Just so sad. <laughs> like what I don't get, couldn't, couldn't they just invite her to the stupid Vegas thing? And like, that's your, well, I guess, I guess the problem is like Saucy's thing coming up and Saucy definitely doesn't, doesn't want to invite her. But like some of these events, I would just like grin and bear it and like invite her to the wedding and maybe like, that's it. Right. I mean, like it's, she's your, she is your friend. If you really believe in your friendship with her, y'all have broken up and gotten back together as friends so many times. And if you really believe in your friendship with her, then invite her to this, grin and bear it, so that a year from now when you're friends again, you all have at least that memory of being in the same place together, yeah. right? I mean, do, that was Judy's point is that like, this is kind <laughs> of a, I don't even know like how to describe it. Like, this is a step beyond. Like, if you do this, it's kind of like, we're like really done, right? Right. You know? It's it's like the same thing though with like Jax and his mom, right? It's yeah, like true, true, true. They both should have sucked it up, and like the mom should have been at the wedding, even at the fuck, just at this fucking ceremony or whatever. And yeah. so that when they eventually make up down the road, they had that time at least. Yeah, it's so dumb. So Sheena eventually calls Kristen while she's bopping around, and tells her about the Vegas wedding. Right, which is really sad. I know. Sheena's not even invited, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, Sheena's going to use so much this season to, like, telegraph information to duty. I know. Well, it's her only friend. I mean, yeah. Brittany's her friend, but Brittany's too busy, like, watching Friends or whatever. Yeah. I think Brittany and, and duty film after show together. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, okay, we got that weird scene at the casting office with Bo... Katie and uh, Schwartz. Talking about the engagement. Yeah. But it was just funny because like this is on the heels of Schwartz being nasty to Bo just the other night. I know, but they suck it up. Yeah. They got a film. They got a, they got a, a show to film. This mausoleum engagement, which we know eventually happens. Mm-hmm. How magical. It's perfect for Stassi and like her interests. What what did you think of uh, Bo's speech of like how in love he is with her and like he wants to just eat, sit on the couch and eat mac and cheese? That was beautiful. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. uh, you just don't like mac and cheese is your problem with that. Mm, it's just like, I'm so up and down with, with Stassi. Stassi alone and then also Stassi and Bo as a couple. You know what? I actually like in their little dinner scene together, I kind of got both their frustrations because she really wants to get engaged and he, but he wants it to be perfect, but she's like, they, they're they talking about it a lot. So it's stressing her out, but he has this plan that he can't tell her about. And so like, I was like, oh, this is like, actually, this seems kind of real in a lot of ways. But and not- I know that like, 
I know that like your situation's different because like y'all weren't stressed about it, but like for some people, it is like this. I'm not comparing it to to my situation at all because I'm not filming a TV show, but like logistically, like we just got back from Jackson Brittany's wedding. Like you obviously were not going to get engaged before Jackson Brittany's wedding, right? But that means Stasi is like the love bug, so now she wants it even more. Yeah, get that engagement ring into her veins. She's dying for it. Wow. Okay, so before Dana's party, Dana does tell Sheena that she and Brett went on a date. Right. Um, and that sets up like the whole party meltdown. We also had Dana hanging out with Lala and Ariana. Loves that. That was fun. Despite the fact that I really don't care for Lala these days, like she looks better in this group than in like other situations. Yeah. When she's not bullying Raquel. Yeah, exactly. I will I will go to war for Raquel. We know. Uh, okay, let's get to the party, which nobody's missing, not even LVP. I know. LVP showing up to this like weird West Hollywood bar. This girl She like, needs the <laughs> She needs she the met, screen time. <laughs> she met Dana like two months ago. I know. She's coming in to meet Dana's sister. All of a sudden she has a drink in her hand. Yeah. Uh, Ken Todd is waiting in the car. I know. Brett's trying to fuck LVP. So wild. It would be nice to have a Ken Todd to wait in the car and like just drive. If you were LVP, just drive you around to like different things in West Hollywood and like check in on all your bars and you just like glide in. Wow. You can have a cocktail, then get back in the car. It's great. That's a perfect little life. What is what is he doing in the car? <laughs> just like he's probably like on his phone playing Napping. checkers. Yeah. <laughs> playing checkers. Huh. Uh, okay, the Sheena meltdown. Classic, what we look for in a Sheena Shay scene. Just like, she can never catch a break. <laughs> and like, this thing with Dana, like taking both her men, essentially. Yeah. But like, it was the perfect storm of Dana fucking around with the cake and also making out with Brett. Right in front of her. Like, those are two trigger points for Sheena. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, you're banking out with my man. Second of all, I I have to be beautiful. And, like, you can't get cake on me. Amazing. Sheena needs to let that ponytail down every once in a while. It looks like it hurts. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we did get the, like, side scene at the party of Kristen and Katie talking. But, like, nothing really came out yeah, of it. Yeah, we kind of, like, covered that, the meanness of it yeah. all already. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Brendan, what should summer be? Fun. That's right. Uh, well, let's talk about Summer House. I wonder if summer will be fun this year. No, it won't. It really summer won't. famously for me is not fun. Oh, yeah. We both don't love summer. But that's your birthday, though. Mm, yeah. I wish I was I had like a Christmas birthday. Like a actual Christmas time, not Christmas in July. Yeah. Um, so this week's summer house, we kind of start up right in the middle of that party, don't we? Yeah, with Carl yelling at Jules and Jordan. I mean, Carl is awful. A monster this episode. A monster this episode. A, a monster this episode that took place over two different weekends. I know. Like a continuous monster. Six had world. Um, and Hannah. Hannah was such a slob at this party. <laughs> she is a guy's girl 
will abandon her friends just to go hang out with like a hot guy in a heartbeat and will be mean to this girl that she brought into the house. Yeah. She's in love with Luke, flirting with Austin. <laughs> Paige is like, how many boyfriends do you have? And she makes that mean girls reference. The limit does not exist. That was kind of funny. That was for funny. somebody for somebody who was as drunk as she was, and how that was quick. Yeah, right? that was that was. Uh, you got to give her that much at <laughs> least. Um, but I did love Paige and Batula um, rallying around Jules. Same during this party. Paige and Batula, two good women who support other women. Yeah, that is a sisterhood we need. In 2020. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous women. Yeah. And the the line that like keeps getting said is attributed to Hannah in terms of she didn't connect with us. And it's like, it's, it's this girl's first season. Number one. Right. Exactly. Number two, Hannah, you had the benefit of joining your season with another girl who's who was having a first season as well Mm -hmm. so like the two of them were on top of each other from the the get-go and this new girl's coming in and she's coming in connected to a guy who isn't actually full-time holding rosé bottle yeah so she's already like inconvenienced by that and then she has hannah her like supposed other connection who's dropping her at the like drop of a pin i just don't get the disconnect between i the people in the house seem to hate her and then like i like jules so far she's a little quirky she's a little weird yeah. maybe she's a little quiet she's a little bit of a mouse in the house but i would be a mouse in that house probably if i was just coming in yeah i like her i don't think she's doing anything wrong um jordan though zips out of there so quick him Running down the driveway with his roller bag behind him. I loved that. I loved it so much. And like Carl trying to speak to him and Jordan just being like, no. And just running away. It was very like Melissa Rivers running around during the Apprentice energy. Perfect. Um, So then that night, they decide to all go out. This knocked me off my socks. They have been raging all day long, like raging more than I've ever raged in my life, partying their asses off. Then they all go put on some fresh clothes, take a shower and are ready to go out. Like some of them during this party have nothing behind the eyes, namely Hannah and Kyle. Mm -hmm. Like nothing going, like how did they make it here? I don't know, but I'm happy. One thing about Kyle, I'm happy that he stayed in his good zone during this episode on his birthday. True. Yeah. As far as like, I, he was dead behind the eyes, but like he didn't he go to yeah. yelling at his soon-to-be wife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we all get home at different times. Danielle and Carl, I think, get home last at 3.48 and Danielle goes and makes a cocktail. <laughs> this is something they showed Danielle a couple times this episode. Yeah. It was her coming home then, and then later... She pours her, herself a rosé. She pours her and Lindsay rosés to get into bed. A bedside <laughs> <laughs> like, Can I say one thing about Danielle? Yeah. Danielle, on the way out that night, the first night of the first weekend, was trying to hit on Craig. 
Yeah. And I'm you want to know what I'm glad for? I'm Jules glad getting... that Jules won. Yeah. And from word on the street is Jules <laughs> and Craig ended up dating the rest of the summer. <gasps> from what I've heard. How? I saw like I don't know, I saw like an Instagram story. <laughs> huh. I guess it's true then. Uh so then Jules like gets home when she gets home. It was like 10:30 probably. Yeah, Maybe 11. If not 11. Uh and then Hannah and her start talking. And then Hannah calls a house meeting. Before they call the house meeting, though, like, the misery of having to wake up oh. and clean up that house But after they weren't that party, even cleaning it. Well, they were, like, pulling things out of trees. They were, like, yeah. cleaning up poop from the tennis court. Miserable. Yeah. I mean, they definitely left a fair share for the cleaners that were coming. Right. But do you want to talk about the meeting, house meeting? Yes. This poor woman is like crying. But like, I, I have to give her credit. Like she, she pulled out the tears and I think that definitely saved her. Cause like it made the people who were being mean to her look really bad. Yeah. 1000%. And, but they were like acting like it's like, no one can really articulate what's, what she's doing. That's so bad. It's classic, like, they just don't like her, so they're being mean to her. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, she's a respectful roommate. She's nice. She's done her fair share. It's not like, they can't point to anything, like, like that you would kick someone out of a summer house for. Yeah. Aside from having sex with Jordan, or not, not even having sex with Jordan, yeah. trying to hook up with Jordan in it not working out. Yeah. And then we all zoom out of there. Yeah. Go back to our busy, busy weeks. Now, I do have to say, this this one scene that comes up was like um, a kick in the nostalgia balls for me in terms of that scene at Laser Away mm-hmm. uh, takes place like across the street from the Trader Joe's by my apartment. Oh, your old like, apartment. The old apartment, yeah. So it was just like, in the thick of my neighborhood. Like it was, it was like next door to the old GameStop, like in the old P, uh, like Radio Shack. Oh my God, GameStop and Radio Shack. Of course, yeah. the two, your two destinations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but like just to see Hannah like sauntering up the block that I like was very familiar with, like felt sad to me. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right, we're in Laser Away. Lindsay wants to, Lindsay's mission this episode is act, is trying to activate Hannah. I love Lindsay stirring the pot, actually. Yeah. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get, like, a scene with Paige and her parents. Do you remember last last season, like, what a, what a plot point that was? Like, her relationship with her parents? Yeah. Because, like, they're, like, old school Italian. Yeah. And, like, that was, like, a thing when she was talking about like dating and like all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think like they, this show kind of weirdly relied have more heavily on parents in past seasons. Yeah, definitely. Like when the moms used to come, that used to be like a full episode and we got like 15 minutes, 30 minutes of that earlier this season. Yeah. I mean, we're still getting it at least. Okay. Amanda quit her job and is now working for Loverboy. 
That worries me now. Well, actually, it doesn't worry me because let's let's give a little tidbit. We we talked about this in the Patreon pre-show a little bit. Uh, it was Honey Mustard Girl's birthday this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did Honey's World Tour where she waved at us from the car in the street and made a contactless delivery of Lover Boys to you and I. Mm-hmm. It was the Black Tea Lover Boy. Yes, Black Tea with Lemon. I think I preferred the pomegranate hibiscus when I had it. Oh, I feel like so many people have been talking down the lover boy a little bit that I went in with very low expectations mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. It was fine. Alex and I split it. I was like having the time of my life and that was that. So based off of that, good choice, Amanda. Yeah. But it's like in, in this economy, is Lover no, Boy, they can't think, even keep it on the shelves. No, but now it's on, back on the shelves. And they're, the, it, the picture she sent us, there was like two boxes at that, uh, at that Whole Foods. Well, I'm, I'm planning on doing a grocery run next week, so I will report back to see if it's staying on the shelves. But Lover Boy's been like very active on social, promoting like delivery and this and that. Like they are, they're pushing the brand. I wonder if they'll deliver here. They definitely will. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. Yeah, go for it. Okay. We're back in the Hamptons. Lindsay's back. I love my favorite scenes of this show. Not my favorite scenes, but like one of my favorite things is like everyone arriving at the um, house and then like on a Friday, then them all like congregating around the island and like opening wines and like that kind of thing. I love it. And then going to dinner at 10 p.m. And all ordering espresso martinis. That's how they, that's how they stay awake, because they always yeah. order an espresso martini. It's so sick. Now, Carl is out of control, like, from the point of people arriving on Friday night. Like, I can't even pinpoint where we lose him. I, it sounds like he was already lost. Yeah. I think it's like, the narrative here is that he's not doing it's like a circle where he's not necessarily doing well at work. So then that turns into him partying more. And then like the cycle continues and spirals. Right. He, di- he didn't show up for like lover boy meetings on Monday. Right. It sounds like, well, it sounds like when they leave the Hamptons on Sunday, they all go out and party on Sunday night. I, oh, like in the city. Yeah. Cause remember like with uh, Luke and Lindsay and Lindsay oh, yeah, meeting yeah. that new woman, it was like, they went out after they, Got arrived back. back from the Hamptons. Yeah. It's like, that's the last thing I want to do. I want to go lay in bed and like watch um, Roni. I know. Haven't these people heard of Sunday Scaries? They power through them with alcohol. Well, the first season they used to like wake up at 5 a.m. and drive back on a Monday morning. On Monday. I think a lot of people do that. That's psychotic. Okay, so... We, uh, we get back, and then Lindsay's trying to activate everybody. <laughs> like, Paige and Jules are having, like, a little sisterly conversation. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay crawls into bed and, like, brings up Hannah. And then Paige, like, says something about Hannah. And Lindsay's like, ha-ha! And then just, like, <laughs> runs out into the backyard to go tell on Paige. It's truly wild but like i appreciate it because Lindsay is 
the villain that we love and need. Like yeah. she, we come into the show appreciating that she has a villain in her. Yeah. I mean, she's almost, it's not the same, but almost like villain with a heart of gold, like Marlo. Mm. Like both fill the same role sometimes. Sure. Where it's like they're stirring the pot, stirring the pot, stirring the pot, like wilding out, like, funny 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 but yeah. then you can turn and like have a tender moment with them sure i see i see the analogy but like hannah and Paige didn't neither of them really took the bait they were right. more just like Lindsay, shut up like right like what are, what are you doing and then we get to the next night which is the murder mystery party and she's trying to do it again love it we ha- we also like meet her new man steven who we ha- we went on a city date with them. He's like I've never watched Game of Thrones, but he's like Jon Snow. Oh, adjacent, yeah. I guess. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I don't know if like he he's cut for this group. Well, I think they're still together. Yeah, I was trying to like peek out the corner of the screen when she was on Watch Women's Live to see if like there was any any of him. I think I've tuned into a live with her and she's definitely quarantining with someone. And I think it's probably him. Okay, good. All right. I can't wait to like pick back up with the murder mystery next week. Love a murder mystery party. Yeah. On a housewives. But seems like, housewives adjacent. It seems like they're going to have trouble focusing on it. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. All right. And let's get to our favorite show every week. Ronnie, Ronnie, um, should we start by kind of addressing like the things that were in the news? Oh yeah, we should. About um, one Leah Mob, or pulled up from old news. Pulled up from old news, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this rang a little familiar to me. There's mm-hmm. there's this whole slew of articles about Leah Mob and Michael Che interacting on like Raya or something and then moving it to text messages. And then she like was reading the text messages on her, on her podcast. This was like three years ago. Right. Right. We heard, I feel like we talked about these stories when she first got cast, but I think there's like, there's a little more element of, I think there's a lot of stuff that she said in her podcast and in other places that it's very problematic yeah. and just like not, great some like stuff getting into racism and other stuff right yeah definitely like at the very least racial remarks Mm -hmm. and then also like some slight homophobia as well yeah and then she got she like called into question some things around the me too movement when it first started oh yeah 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 about specifically about um Asia Argento and Rose McGowan, I think. Yeah. If my memory serves me, I don't have the articles right in front of me right now. Yeah. If you're interested in this, just Google Leah McSweeney and Michael Che and you'll find all you need to know. Yeah. We just thought we'd address that at the beginning because it became a hot topic in our Facebook group, the Come Through Green Facebook group that people were talking about. Yeah. But... At that the same time, said, like she works on the show as yeah, much as like it, <laughs> I, as much as I don't care for her as a person. Yeah, she has become a character that 
is driving in really well on the show in a way that not a lot of new Roni women have been able to accomplish, in my opinion. Yeah. Or, or new women on any of the franchises. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we start with Tinsley and Sonia kind of like squawking at each other, ignoring the waitress. At City Vineyard, which, beautiful venue. Never been. been. I went with Honey, Jamie, and Dave back when we could hang out. Oh, wow. Yeah. A Sunday. Oh, speaking of Sunday scaries, we decided to go out on a Sunday that time. It was weird. Were you scared? No, it actually, like, by the time we polished off the fourth bottle between us, I think <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> the fear left you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leah shows up. And we started the conversation about the tattoos. Yes. So Leah has tattoos. She's got like one on her arm. She's got tattoos on her her finger. Yeah. She's got tattoos on her fingers. Then she's got a tramp stamp that says Leah. That she plans on getting removed. She plans on getting removed though. I just tuned into her live and she no longer is going to get it removed. Oh, I think it's like now an iconic TV part of TV history. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, it's it's very self-defecating, though. Oh, my God. Sonia's way with words, really. Sonia this episode was what... If we didn't have Sonia this episode, we would have had nothing. Yeah. I mean, she was keeping she was keeping the, um, the lights on over in Roni. Yeah, she definitely was. <laughs> uh, we get Luann and Ramona meeting up for a meal. Yes. Um, which... Is kind of out of character for the two of them. Like, I like it. I know, but they're usually like the enemies. They usually are on the other side of each fight. Everyone's everyone's like friends except for Tinsley and Dorinda, really. I know, love it. But Ramona getting picked up before she can even make it to the table. Love it. Iconic. And they start to drop the little thing. So they're planning on everyone coming to the Hamptons. Yeah. And this time's a little different than usual Hamptons trips because this time they're all going to stay under one roof, which I love. I know. I, I feel like they 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 all knew they had to do this. Yeah, usually we get, when we have the Hamptons, we have like two people staying at Ramona's, two people staying at Luann's. When Bethany was in the picture, someone staying with her. But yeah. now we're all in Ramona's. Like they know they work best under one roof. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Tinsley, this almost felt like we talked about in our DC Patreon bonus episodes, like the death of the vignette. Mm-hmm. We kind of had like a Tinsley vignette with her dogs. Like, yeah, it was strawberry and shortcake. Yeah. They are no longer vegan. They were raised vegan, but now they're eating turkey. Yeah. So she pulls up like a, like a translator app. Like Duolingo or whatever. Yeah. A Duolipa helps out <laughs> and uh, she can't get it right, obviously. Okay. We're at Ramona's. Her, Ramona's two favorite people show up first. Yes. And can I say another thing that I love specifically about Roni is like them taking cars together, either to the Hamptons or the Berkshires and like the pairs, the pairings. Yeah. It's it's very summer house. Yes. Uh yeah, it's obviously Dorinda and Sonia together, Leah Mob and Tinsley together, and Luann's already out there. 
Yeah, Luan comes in her convertible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I, I always forget that Luann also has the Hamptons house now that after like last season when she was like talking up that one on upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, oh, it's because her kids would not let her sell this no, house. Her kids sued her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, that is so wild. <laughs> I know. That was a wild time. Uh, back when we thought Barbara Kay was going to be a star. Yeah. So they're talking about, they're, they're like, before Lou gets there, they're all pouring drinks. Sonia's telling us about how only, we can only drink clear alcohol according to the chiropractor. Yeah. The, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't even like, it's not a nutritionist. It's not a general practitioner. It's her chiropractor. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like one of those things that's just like someone who thinks that they know things about things. Yeah. Like, people, th- I think people think if you drink, clear liquor then you like will keep the weight off and like if you drink wine then you'll like and maybe your chiropractor <laughs> somehow thought that had something to do with his practice well, i think also i think even besides weight i think people do have like perceptions of different alcohols like mm-hmm. wine versus beer versus liquor yeah um, definitely yeah uh lou arrives and is Shown her dungeon. Can I say something? Yeah. I would love to have the whole air-conditioned basement to myself. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you would be doing cartwheels. I would be doing cartwheels. I get, like, a full fucking room. No one's. I get my own bathroom. Nobody's going to bug me. It's dark down there. Love it. The yeah. only thing is you can feel a little removed from, like, the action. Yeah. But I think... She wants to be a little removed from the action. Well, I think Ramona told her she wanted to be removed from the action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ramona's yeah. whole thing was like, well, you know, if like Sonia and Tinsley are up till three o'clock in the morning playing <laughs> wild music, then you'll be down there and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Dorinda and the flood. <laughs> These floodgates opened it's, on it's, the Berkshire's house. It's taking a toll on her. This can't be the only thing that's going on, right? I guess it could be. Uh, I mean, I I can relate in terms of like a construction project being like mentally and financially draining. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially like when you're getting calls about stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. That is stressful. Yeah. But like... It's her excuse. She must have read the room a little bit, but like this became her answer. She must have read the room of people being like, wow, Dorinda is mean when she's drunk. And I think this is her trying to like walk that back and being like, well, I have all these stresses in my life and that's why I'm like that. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's like once you kind of identify that and like work to be better, you actually have to try to be better. But from what we've seen in these past up ep- these two episodes already she's already back to her old tricks and the previews and the previews <laughs> now like once once we are once we're all there tinsley and leah i i, I was like worried like are, like are we gonna have something we have something <laughs> we have <laughs> like, something ramona <laughs> saying how she doesn't want to speak to 
to people who have tattoos after having the heart to heart with Leah in the kitchen. <laughs> but saying like, she, she's like trying to prove that she's like grown or something by speaking to Leah. Yeah. Like she, like this is a new Ramona. Someone who speaks to people with tattoos. And the thing about, and you know how they got into the tussle, not the tussle, but like the verbal s- situation about touche. Yeah. Like the way Ramona used it initially was correct. Because um, Leah made a point that was like, Ramona was making a point, then Leah made a point that was actually correct. And Ramona agreed with it. So she was like, oh, touche. Yeah. I don't know. They use it so many times that I, like my head was spinning. I think it was the initial situation. Ramona used it correctly. And then Sonia tried to correct her. Yeah. And the worms in Sonia's brain got to her. <laughs> okay. When Sonia, I don't even know where Luann is at this point, but when, when Sonia and Dorinda go off and then it's just Ramona Tinsley and Leah and Ramona puts them to work to clean up <laughs> was the funniest thing. I was dying. <laughs> like, so... And she's like complaining about them as she's doing it. <laughs> when the like fork or whatever falls out of Tinsley's hands as she's carrying all those things and Ramona's like, it's okay. It's okay. Someone will get it. Oh, you'll get it. And then she goes and pours herself, tops her own drink off with some more kettle one. Perfect. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, so then we kind of have like a game of telephone, like talking about Leah's tattoo. Mm-hmm. But then we're able to like kind of address it pretty quickly when we're all in the foyer waiting to go out. I will say Tinsley was smart and she caught it as it was happening. Remember when Sonia left the room and it was just Leah and Tinsley again and Tinsley turned to Leah and was like, you know that right after you said that about Dorinda, she's about to go right up to yeah, Dorinda I, and tell her. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, again, we're, we're separated from the mob, we're divorced from the mob, but like she held her own against crazy Dorinda in the foyer. I don't know. And that's why I think like, like for Ramona to then be like Leah, come with me in my car. It's yeah. like it's she like, was anointed. Yeah, anointed. Also, Dorinda said, "I can't pick you out of the lineup three times." Like, usually, most of the time she was using it was not making sense. But I do relate to that. Like, I do love that phrase. Like, I've used that so many times in my life. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like, if I don't like the meaning of the phrase is like, Oh, I don't even know who this, like, I have no idea who this person is. Right. But like, this is a person that's staying like <laughs> in the same house as you. Well, I think Dorinda was also trying to like make it also about the fact that Leah has been to yeah. jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That makes me like question though, how much information do you think these women on this show get about their new co-stars before they start filming? Like a little dossier? Do you think they get anything? Uh, I don't know. But I mean, like if they get the name, they could like Google. Right. But like, I mean, with remember when Garcelle came and it was like a surprise, we heard that it was a surprise to everyone. Is that typical or do you think they get a dossier? I don't think so. Because, like, with Garcelle, it's a surprise because, like, this is an actual known person. Right. Like, if it's if you're surprising, like, a nobody, not that Leah Mob's a nobody, like, 
she has more she has more notoriety than like a Jules Weinstein. I mean, she's married to the mob. Yeah. Uh, we go to dinner as a family, and Ramona hugging everyone. <laughs> I love it. Her. She's the mayor. She is the mayor. Yeah. For a second, I thought one of the people she hugged was Cindy Barshop. Like <sighs> the person in the distance had a she, Cindy Barshop haircut. She would not hug Cindy Barshop. I feel like they're friends again or friends now. Hmm. I could be wrong. Okay. I got to say Luann's apology was like the most coherent and sincere Luann has been in like seasons. Probably ever. Yeah. I was was like, wow, you're like really articulating this perfectly. Yeah, because even before Luann was a mess, she was still a snob. Yeah. So like this is a new situation with her. Yeah. So that was good to see. Especially after last season was just like so exhausting with her. I know. So I like this look on her. Uh when they were talking about like Ramona answering the call and how is she so social? And she's like, oh, some people are alcoholic. Maybe I'm too social. I need to see a doctor. I loved it. Lori is one of the regulars, I think. Lori is who she talked to. Lori is one of the regulars who we know and love. Oh, okay. Of like the group of uh, the Star Wars bar women. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Bethany said. <laughs> uh, but Sonia telling Ramona, you said we're old and dying and you need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> True. And ending it with essentially Ramona doing a lap. I love her doing a like, perfect. Oh. Her, doing a, her doing a lap is like, <laughs> that's like shit I would pull like in my 20s doing a lap. Like, at, but like at a bar bar, not just a restaurant, right? But, but like this, but like this is her bar bar. Right. Like these scenes are her bar. You Wild. Know? Ooh, love it. So happy to be here. Shall we close it out with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? Yeah. The okay. Rony preview for next week does look good, though, I will say. Uh, can you, like, refresh this brain? It's like we're still in the Hamptons, and oh, they yeah. go to a party at, like, a $39 million home. Yes. And, like, antics happen, and then they, like, wake up the next morning from with, with like, a letter from Luann. And oh, yeah, I think Luann left. Yeah. And then also Sonia screaming at Elise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The freak of the week this week is Brielle Zolciak Bierman. So this is kind of like a one two punch, actually. Let me see you one two punch. I... So completely unprompted, on April 6th, Brielle tweeted This is not political. I don't care how I slash you feel about Trump as a politician, but he is a person, quote unquote, running the country. He has feelings like all of us. Do you think someone wants to do the best they can when they're constantly being belittled slash bullied for everything they do or say? And then Twitter just like let her have it. And she really doubled down. She said something like, um, no, I genuinely feel bad for him and anyone who's bullied. No one, regardless of what they've done, deserves that. Have a heart. Have a heart. So interestingly enough, I don't think I ever saw this before, but a tweet was pulled up in our own uh, community about, uh, this was 2014. Donald Mm -hmm. J. Trump 
at real Donald Trump, like manually retweeted real Zolciak. Yeah, it was when it was when people would do the psycho manual retweets where it was like they would put in quotes somebody's tweet and then like respond to it after the like second quotation mark. Yeah. So he so he quote tweeted this her saying at real Donald Trump, what do I have to do to get you to run for president? Hashtag by Obama. And then he added, just hang in there. <sighs> I mean who would have seen that tweet in 2014 from Brielle Solsiak and thought this is where we would be in 2020? As Anne Hathaway said, it came true. Well, yeah, it sure did. Uh, a one true queen. Brendan, who is it? Um, oh, our one true queen is one Kristen Duty. Yes. Um, Bravo released. I don't think it was Bravo. I think it's like... A- a different like a different entity it's called open house tv or something oh really yeah. okay okay then this is even bigger yeah even um, bigger. better uh open house tv released a tour of duties of valley village home yeah um it's beautiful it's gorgeous yeah we got we got to get a good look inside post renovation um the only thing that dan doesn't like about uh, it is that <laughs> she has her tv above her fireplace can you walk us through that i just don't love i don't love that because it feels like hot number one too high for me in general when a tv is above a fireplace okay and number two this particular tv felt like very large for the space above the fireplace Mm -hmm. like we weren't really getting a chance to utilize like the um, the mantle that's interesting i just like i hope the masses don't come for you because this it is a very popular thing to have a television above the fireplace. Oh, it is? I think so. I guess, like, we don't really have fireplaces here in uh, the city that never sleeps. Right. For the most part. Yeah, we're always too awake to want to be near a fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm just saying, other than that, and that's just, like, one Beautiful. little minor thing, like, she could take the TV down so easily. It's not also, like- it just must feel, like, nice for her to, like, have the three houses of her friends be like ridiculed continuously for all looking the same. And then she has like this cute little bungalow that's different. And Hers like, is so cute. Yeah. Even that little, um, the James May garage. Mm-hmm. So inspiring. So sustainable. <laughs> the whole house is like among the trees, like plants everywhere. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. We got like a wall of Stevie Nicks memorabilia. Love it. Beautiful. A fridge full of witches of WeHo. Um, pushing the product despite everything. <laughs> you got to give it up to the, the true queen. She's a hustler. Brendan, I think that's it for this week. It truly is. Uh, go leave a review for us. <laughs> uh, follow us on Spotify or uh, iTunes. You can follow me at IDKIDK. You can follow Brendan at Not Brendan. Go join the Facebook group. Yeah, we've mentioned that so many times. So many big news items came up this week on it. Stuff that you don't you don't hear anywhere else. So go to the Patreon. Go to the Patreon. Bonus episodes, pre-shows. Find out what's going on. Uh, what else we're watching outside of the Bravo Cinematic Universe. If you need something to binge during this time, and that's it. Like, comment, subscribe, Archer, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Anastasia. Come through, Queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.